Welcome to the Bavada at Odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett. He is the head odds maker at BavadaSportsbook.com, Patrick Morrow. And uh, no guest this week. Uh, thanks to Lawrence Tynes. He was he was fantastic. He was really good. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I you never know. Like, place kicker, right? They're kind of that after uh, thought when it yeah, comes place to ca- a football place game. Place kickers are always great interviews. Great interviews. Interesting. See, I, didn't, I didn't know that because I just, you know, like you always like, do they feel like they're part of the team? Like they're either the guy who is the hero or the absolute, you know, no, goat no. and not the, always. not, not yeah. the good goat. But, uh, you know, I, I, it, recur- it occurred to me listening to him for the very first time that I don't think I'd ever heard him speak before. And so, you know, you oh. do like your very base level research for somebody like, oh, born in Scotland. Like, yeah, I've got this guy pegged. And then he's got like a Southern drawl a little bit in his, uh, his mannerisms. So, I didn't even know he was born yeah, in no, Scotland, but, but I'd heard him do a bunch of interviews. I think I'd interviewed him once or twice. Hold on. But yeah, I think so. I think his dad is like a U.S. Army something or other. Met the mother out there. That was that. And uh, yeah, that's that's the story of Lawrence Tynes, our one and done guest for all of 2023. Right, he was great. Who knows? He's maybe be, we'll see. No, he'll be. Uh, he'll he'll come back. He'll come back. He wants to do CFL stuff with you. Oh yeah, that's and then right. he wants to come oh, on Sports with Friends. He followed me on Twitter. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Listen, I I think we could fill like a whopping sixty seconds of CFL content uh, with my interest, but uh, I, no, no, I appreciate but, him but, saying. But that, the though. thing was, we in all honesty, I didn't know how much insight he would have, and he had mm-hmm. he was in spades. I mean, he was fantastic. Uh, if you know, oh, he, 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 he didn't listen great. to last week's podcast, go back. Yeah, one of our longer episodes. Um, you know, we had to trim it a bit. I think uh, the unedited version was uh, fifteen hours, something like that. That's how long we went. Yeah, but uh, we were able to trim it to roughly it was forty pretty minutes. Long. So. It was longer it was... Than, uh, than normal. Uh, there's yeah, no but it... secret of that. And and Seth had to chase us off afterwards because Lawrence and I were comparing, you know, barbecue recipes, fun spots to hang out well, in Montreal. Uh, truth be told, I had another podcast recording. <laughs> I listen. You're far more fact, popular. The PR person for that podcast came into yeah. our Zoom before you guys left. Yeah. See, I'm 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 not nearly as popular as Seth Everett. So I like I, I have all Monday afternoon. That's when we did it to record popular. it. And uh yeah. yeah. And no, it was so it was uh, such a dichotomy too, because I do this uh superhero podcast called The Hall of Justice. And mm-hmm. it's very rare that they they I kind of edit them on different days, like they're they're just they're very different beasts and like the research we've done, they're very different audiences. Um, And there are people who listen to one that don't listen to the other, blah, blah, blah. And um, I had to flip it. It was a guy by the name of Zeno Robinson, who's a voice actor who plays invisible kid in Legion of superheroes. That's a new animated movie. I had to go from Lawrence Tynes to Zeno Robinson in about three minutes. Like I thought, was my brain you know, was going to explode. You know, I, I don't know what happens there, but if if you name your kid Zeno, you are setting them up into kind yeah. of like the fantasy <laughs> Marvel, some kind of. There's not a lot of you know Zeno the left tackle or Zeno oh. the starting quarterback, but uh, yeah. So I'm I'm glad that worked out. Sometimes life's funny like that. Uh, I have you a know, funny Zeno story. Or the voice actor. I have a funny but, story, and then we'll get to the Super Bowl. Uh, so uh, my daughter, uh, she's 11. And she she's the one who named uh, your team the Make Believes. Yes, yes. Thank her so for that again. So there's a kid in her class uh, who happens to be Travis Zajac's son. Travis okay. Zajac played a thousand games for the New Jersey Devils. His son Zenon, that's what made me think of this, uh, is in the class. 
And the other day uh, they were interviewing Travis and Zenon is in the background. And my daughter says, um, he probably goes to like every game. He goes to a lot more games than us, daddy. And I said, well, his dad played a thousand games and I do a podcast. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> I was like, I felt like about, you know, I'm doing them in my hands. I felt like mm. tight at that, at that moment. Like, well, maybe after you cover a thousand. Game. If you cover a thousand Devils games, you might get yeah, a little yeah. bit more access. Oh, I've seen I don't think you're there. Then. I've You've seen multiple. Seen, well, I've I don't seen, even want to talk I've about seen, yeah, most seasons, except for the seasons that I lived in Colorado and worked for the Avalanche, I pretty much mm. saw every game of it, you know, 40 seasons, because this is their 40th anniversary. I remember mm. that first year, I watched a bunch of them, but not every game was on TV. Like, back then, in 1982, like, cable was starting, and there wasn't mm-hmm. a, a broadcast television deal. So you had, like, I would I would guess of the first season, I remember Marv's Albert... Marv Albert's brother Al was the first play-by-play announcer for the Devils, and he did the game, and they did the games, and anytime they were on TV, I watched. Like if his if it was name on, was his brother's name was Al Albert. Al Albert, yeah, and the oh, other boy. brother is the guy from uh, you know him from uh, Showtime Boxing, uh, the big boxing announcer Steve Albert, and okay, Steve yeah. Albert was the voice of the New Jersey Nets. Not okay. the well, Steve Nets. Albert. That that rolls off the tongue a little bit better. Steve I Albert, mean. Marv Albert. Yep. Yeah. yeah we went all the way Kennedy. from A Albert to Zeno. So how about that? Yep. And the, and the and the and the son Kenny, uh, yep. Marv's son Kenny, uh, who is on every network, and he was the guy I reached out to first when COVID shut all sports down, as I tried to do a month of the busiest people in sports. <laughs> And how they'd be doing nothing but sitting at home. And Kenny Albert was the first guy we had on the podcast. Were they? The guy, he, he does. He's the lead voice of TNT hockey. He's one of mm-hmm. the NFL play-by-play guys for Fox. He's the voice of the New York Rangers. That's a <laughs> I like that. I like that angle a lot. So, like, what? What? It, like, I get it. Like, when you are wired and you have no days off, kind of thing. What exactly did they do with themselves? Did they, Did they have a lot of just? Yeah, that month, oh that gosh. month we had, we had, in that month we had Kenny Albert, then Ian Eagle. Mm. Ian Eagle is the NBA on TNT, the voice of mm. the Brooklyn Nets, and CBS NFL. Um, That's right. And then, and then I we did a two part episode with a guy by the name of Chris Majikowski, who is a radio engineer for the New York Mets, the New York Giants. The New York Knicks, the New York Rangers, St. John's, and the Olympics. Wow. That guy works 300 nights a year. Whew. And he was stuck at home. So these guys get into puzzling or... You know... <laughs> it's crazy. It was crazy. It was a crazy month. I think it was April 2020 that we did that month on Sports with Friends. And it was so much fun because we were just trying to think of who are the busiest people around. Yeah, and the, those, and that's what we wound up doing. Anyway, yeah, speaking of the Brooklyn Nets, uh, there's a segue right there. Uh, they were in the news, uh, trading embattled uh, point guard uh, and schmuck of the century, Kyrie Irving, uh, to the Dallas Mavericks. And the only thing I can say is that I hope that Kyrie Irving 
wished to go to LeBron James and the Lakers. And the Nets said, nah, too bad. Go to Dallas. You know, I actually, and and, you know, it it remains to be seen what exactly he's able to contribute, where his head's at, uh, whether he can gel with these teams, because basketball, it's it's not just, uh, I mean, it's very star driven, but you need to have chemistry with who you're out there with. And if you're the Mavericks, you got to worry a little bit about what you're doing, bringing this kind of character into the locker room like that. I saw a really good tweet that said, uh, you know, uh, who who won this trade, the Mavericks or the Nets, uh, based on what was going back and forth. Uh, and someone said, oh, I think the Lakers, <laughs> I think the Clippers, the fact that they were avoiding Kyrie, they were con- they considered that to be a win for the franchise and just how polarizing somebody like him can be. Uh, coming into a market like that, I've I know. Who, who knows? Maybe selfish it... player. What a selfish person! Between yeah, the maybe stuff in... with the vaccine and the stuff with his social media, and talking, you know, even the fact that you know he apologized for what he posted, the distraction that it gave, uh, you know, that led to a suspension. What a selfish jerk! I mean, listen, I remember the simpler times when he was just a flat earther and, you know, we could we could just kind of chuckle at that a little bit and then it kind of kept going in a different direction. So I'm hoping that he goes full circle now. And now that he's in Dallas, you know, he can embrace, you know, the safer controversies, the safer conspiracies, you know, get into that JFK assassination and, you know, hit me, hit me with something interesting there. You know, was there a second shooter on the grass? You know, Kyrie's, you know, coming at us with that, then, you know, maybe that we can start to rehab his image just a little bit, but yeah, uh, you know, listen, from an odds uh, betting point of view, uh, we did obviously move the Mavericks just based on that. It remains to be seen exactly how well he'll be able to contribute, but we did see the Mavericks move from 12 to 1 to uh, just about 6 to 1 to win the NBA title this year at Bavada. So, uh, listen, uh, you make excuses, you make accommodations. Uh, a player who is average and has done and said everything that Kyrie Irving has done would not be playing in the league, but you do make those accommodations because he is that good. The odds move that much because he is that good. Whether the Mavericks are able to realize all that talent with him this year and make a title run, not just this year, but they're going to have to extend him uh, to make this trade worthwhile. So I, I don't know. With the Mavericks, you got a guy like Luca who is so likable. He's looking at, you know, maybe winning the MVP again this year. And then you add a guy like Kyrie Irving and... I, 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 it's it's a weird thing to say that I kind of hope for Luca's sake that it works, but that would mean Kyrie Irving would be successful, and I don't really know how I feel about that. So, uh, yeah, really weird uh, that came. You know, it goes to show that the NBA, much like the NFL, takes no days off, and that uh, you know we have to be mindful of these odds moving at any given time, but especially when we get close to the NBA trade deadline and what that means for how teams can just overnight flip their fortunes like that. Well, you know, like I said, it's just it's remarkable to me he wanted a trade. You know, the bigger thing is, you know, he he voiced that again. The team was thriving with him. And Mm -hmm. again, I've I've never commented on how good a basketball player he is, but I never said that about him in Cleveland or in Boston where they hate him, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just it's just on a different level. I to me, I always thought about the uh, selfishness of the vaccine stuff and i understand Mm. there are people i understand people who are anti-vaccine i understand it i don't agree with it but i don't understand it but when you are a guy who has a chance to get one shot to get to be a teammate i think that's a selfish act yeah i mean he maybe he's the fact that he's got the one ring he's already got the money he had to give back a lot of money last year with time not played but uh 
yeah, I mean, uh, priorities are priorities, I guess, for Kyrie Irving. And, you know, I, I don't know that, you know, listen, Dallas, as of this recording, they're 28 26. It's a very, very tight Western conference. Um, he didn't necessarily go to a better team and a better situation. You know, the Nets were top four in the East as of that trade. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's where he wanted to end up, but that is where he is now. Uh, I, I don't know if Dallas really knows what they bought into in this trade, but, uh, Goodness. Uh, what can I say? The, the NBA, if nothing else, it, it remains interesting because it's so character driven, even if some of those characters are perhaps a bit loathsome. How have we not talked about the Super Bowl yet? Is this, what was the Super Bowl? Oh, that's that's happening. Oh, gosh. Happening. Oh, uh, I don't know if you knew it? this. I don't know if you knew this, Patrick, but uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Really? And this I could have swear it was the Toronto Argos, but uh, okay. Now maybe I'm thinking too much Lawrence Tynes. All right. Philadelphia and Casey. Yeah. You know, a, a super really, really hyped up Super Bowl. Uh, you know, great QBs on both sides of the ball, a really tight point spread and over under in this game, not too much line movement, uh, but still a lot of stories, a lot of narratives, a lot of different props to bet this. Uh, yeah. I've, I, you know, I've always kind of, it's, I, I, I hate the, the week in between where there's nothing going on. You know, the pro bowl is nothing now. The NHL All-Star game is kind of eh, whatever. It's I don't know. It's good because it gives that time for players and teams to, you know, rest up a little bit, put a little bit more into their strategy. From that point of view, it's good, but it, it's a long layoff for me. But maybe that's just because it's 2023 and I'm used to instant gratification at my fingertips at any times. All right, let's break down this uh, final game of the NFL season. You've done a remarkable job during the course of the entire NFL season this year. Uh, but today, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles size this one up, man. All right, so that's the right out of the gate. We will start with where the spread, money line, and total is today. And uh, we haven't really seen too much movement from We did check in on this last week because it's always very curious to see where this line moves from its initial opener, from, uh, you know, that first 24, 48 hours after the fact when that, you know, money starts coming in quick. And then as we get closer and closer and the injury situation starts to become a little bit more apparent, more money comes in, limits are raised. And so where we are at right now, the Eagles are still one and a half point favorites on the handicap. The Chiefs are popular at plus 105 on the money line. That has dipped a little bit uh, from the plus 115 it was last week. Over under is sitting at 51. And you know what? This is still a pretty evenly bet Super Bowl, Seth. Uh, there's not really one narrative or one side that's really attracting too much more attention than the other so far. It's really, really tight. And I've got to say, as bookmakers, it makes it pretty easy for us to do our job at Pavada with a game like this. Uh, the trick is, you know, there's not a clear-cut favorite. And I think that's that's one of the big things that you're noticing that you know, without a clear cut favorite, this is kind of a pick em game. And, you know, whatever the line is with one or two points, people expect it to be a, a, a good game. A, that's going to help television ratings. And B, I, I think the bigger thing is is really going to see if one team gets out to a 10 point lead, what live betting will be like. Yeah. And this is something, uh, Seth, where we've been able to see. It used to be that, uh, you know, where this game closes that kickoff that we're, you know, hands on our heads. This is what we're sweating for the next three, three and a half hours. Uh, then the props started to help us out with that a bit. There's so much money on the props now that we can mitigate any positions there. But now it's the in-game stuff. And, you know, we're at a point now where we're so comfortable and confident with how we trade this stuff that the limits in-game now, especially during commercial breaks where we have stoppages, will be just as high as they are pre-match. That's how confident we are with what we're able to put out there. So 
uh, th- this game doesn't really end for us at kickoff. Uh, you know, we have the second half lines. We're going to keep uh, some of the exotic, even the national, not the national anthem, sorry, the halftime show up throughout the first half. Uh, in-game player props. So if you like your player props pre-match, you can get them in-game as well. So this really won't be done at all for us until we get to that final whistle. And, you know, that that makes for a very long two weeks. It makes for a very long and stressful three and a half hours of game being played. Uh, even the stuff that we're going to sweat at the halftime show is going to be pretty cool. So I think the one thing that players on the sidelines are still waiting for is a little bit more clarity around Patrick Mahomes and that ankle injury. I think if we knew for sure he was 100%, not only would would we be seeing that much more Chiefs money, but we might even see the line flip a little bit and have the Chiefs outright as favorites. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get that clarity until we see him take the field and maybe uh, go through that first series on Sunday, but I'd say that's still the biggest question mark out there. But the cool thing is that if you don't want to worry about the home stuff, you've got all these props. You can bet on Eagles players to do this, that, and the other. You can bet on Kelsey to do this. You can bet on how long the National Anthem is going to be. There's, As of this recording, there's about 850 different ways to bet this game. So you don't have to worry about Patrick Mahomes if you don't want to. He'll still be one of our bigger concerns, though. As with any Super Bowl, props become the bigger thing. The uh, halftime show, the, the National Anthem, and then the stuff Who's going to score the first touchdown? Who's going to score the most touchdowns? Who's going to get the most rushing yards, passing yards, all the different props? What are the most popular props right now? Right out of the gate, everyone loves the MVP stuff. And, you know, the QBs are right there at the top. Uh, National Anthem is super popular because that's a way of knowing whether you've won a bet before the game's even kicked off. People like that quick resolution when it comes to placing that bet. That line has moved from over under two minute, two seconds to now two minute, five seconds with money still coming in on the over. A correct score is a really interesting one. And uh, I don't know if folks out there are familiar with um, Arian Foster and that podcast where he suggested that there's a script that the NFL gives out to games. And so as a result, uh, it was making the rounds on Twitter recently that the script was released for Super Bowl and that the Eagles were going to win 37-34. Now, of course, we don't believe that the NFL is rigged. However, the 37-34 Eagles correct score is one of the most popular bets at Bavada right now. And we have a six-figure liability just because somebody with 100,000 followers on Twitter said that they've got the script for the game. So... Uh, There are a lot of people that tout their picks. There are a lot of people that say this is a good side. I would not suggest betting based on someone's script. All right. Outside of football, there was a blockbuster trade in the NBA. Kyrie Irving got traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, What was the impact on the futures in the NBA? Uh, So, yeah, a a really curious trade. As uh, We didn't really think uh, the Mavericks were going to be on Kyrie Irving's uh, radar. And listen, that might have not been the team that he was hoping to get to. But what we did see was with a player of his skill, regardless of how he's actually going to uh, mesh with that team, we saw the Mavericks drop all the way from 12 to 1 to 6 to 1 at Bavada to... uh, win the NBA finals this year. So whatever anyone thinks about Kyrie Irving and his uh, antics off the court, uh, he still is an all-star. He still is an NBA champ. And he still is one of those guys when his mind's focused on the right stuff is an impact player. Could be a miss that last missing piece that the Mavericks uh, need this year for a title run and years to come. But uh, remains to be seen uh, just how well they are able to get that together. So again, they moved from 12 to one to six to one there. So how does your life change when football is over? Because there's no college anymore. There's no NFL football. Like the weekend was a big deal for you. But now there's nothing that big until the NCAA tournament, correct? 
Uh, pretty much. Yeah, this is a, a great opportunity to uh, reacquaint myself with my wife a little bit, uh, try and remind myself what she looks like, uh, what she sounds like a little bit, and, and hopefully spend a little bit of time together. So that was actually nice this past weekend, as I think this was the first time since last August that I had had a Saturday and Sunday that I took completely off, didn't have anything to worry about, let the underlings worry about the Pro Bowl, the NHL All-Star Game, and uh, really what we do now is, uh, I, personally, I transition more to a Monday to Friday kind of job now where I'm worrying about strategy. I'm think, you know, taking stock of the season that was, what we did right, what we didn't do so right, and what kind of product uh, we can offer a little bit different and a little bit uh, more strategically on my side, I guess, uh, heading into the season. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a bit of an easier time of year. It's, uh, it's a bit jarring at first to have the weekends back, but... Uh, yeah, it's a good problem to figure out what to be doing on Saturdays and Sundays now. Uh, Patrick, enjoy the Super Bowl. Have a great time. I know you're going to be working, but you have a great time. I hope it's a classic, great, amazing game. That's what I'm hoping. I hope it's outstanding. I hope I can remember uh, what actually happens during the game because I usually don't for every single Super Bowl. And uh, at the risk of giving, you know, worse and worse streaming news, uh, because of Liverpool being 13th or 14th, I'm probably canceling my Fubo subscription. So sorry, Fubo, uh, not a sponsor of the show, but uh, that's what's happening. (laughs) That'll do it for the Bavada at Odds podcast. We will see you next week. Take care, folks. 